this is the time to be creative. This is the time to innovate. There's so many things that you could do differently because you have a chance to analyze what you're doing and change it. Welcome to What's Wrong With Your Business, a podcast where we examine the problems that keep business owners up at night. From long-term strategies to risk management tools, you'll hear a variety of ways to identify what could be going wrong and how to adapt in a rapidly changing market. I'm your host, Grace LeConte. I'm a consultant, futurist, and writer on topics related to healthy feedback loops, workplace equity, and creative communication strategies. This is episode two, the future of business after COVID-19. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected every business across the world. Nothing like this has ever occurred before. Every business is at, in some way, it's related to how the market is functioning. And the market right now, the way people purchase, their decisions about purchasing, their interest in buying certain things or not, is profoundly changing. The way that every individual chooses to buy right now has shifted considerably. And one example of this is that a lot of people are purchasing items online or ordering online when they may never have done that before for certain products. I don't know about you, but I was trying to look for toilet paper and cleaning products as soon as I found out that we would not be able to get them in the stores. (laughs) That's just one example of consumer behavior that's been changing. And it's really interesting to see how that's going to impact a variety of industries. Now, I think the hardest hit, obviously, in this time is industries that rely on face-to-face contact. Individuals who cannot do their, cannot perform their service unless they're sitting or standing in front of a customer. And those industries are definitely having to consider alternative ways to provide that service, or they're just gonna have to wait until the market allows for them to bring their service before customers face-to-face again. But this is also a time when we can examine what's going wrong with the current way that we're doing things. And I want to do a couple things in this episode. First, I want to introduce uh, the four different aspects that I think are really important to review. The positives that are happening from this crisis, if you want to call it that, or this experience that we're all going through. The negatives, or things that are not going well. The uh, opportunities, or the the wonderful things that could come out of this and which will remain in place for years and also the potential for things to go wrong which we're already seeing some of the signs of that so we'll go through that and I'll also be explaining the process of grieving and losing things during this transition and I'll introduce a book that has helped me tremendously so let's start with the positives Even in a chaotic, horrible experience, there's still some good things that happen from it. One of them is that we are connecting with people. If you own a business and you still have customers, I hope you have a lot of customers, but one of the keys to making sure your business can continue operating is that you stay connected with them, that you reach out to them and let them know what you're doing as a business and how you can still provide value to them even if you can't see them in person. We can communicate in new ways. And there's so many great tools out there that have suddenly come to the forefront of just about everyone. 
my children are in school and they are connected to their teachers and classmates on virtual platforms that they've never used before, some of which I've never used before. I, all of us are on meetings virtually when we may have always met in person. So this new opportunity to connect and communicate is fantastic. There are some wonderful applications of this that we can continue using even after the initial quarantine ends. And it's a really good idea to consider how you can continue to bring value and to remain connected to your customers in new ways. So that's one of the positives. The next one is creativity. My goodness, have we seen some great creative outlets. One of them, again, with my kids is the COVID-19 packet of memories, um, kind of like a time capsule that a very creative company has put out for free. It's It's a packet that includes questions and activities for children, but also for adults. I did this with my kids to remember what is happening, to document how we're responding, and to look for ways that we can see positives in it. So I encourage you to look for ways to be creative, to find solutions to problems, even though we have limitations, and to innovate. This is such a fantastic time to look at what could have been going wrong in your business processes in the past, and spend time correcting those so that you have a way through it rather than stopping everything and giving up. Next, one of the greatest positives that I think has happened to most of us is the consciousness. We're becoming more aware of what has been taking our time away from what's really important. We're becoming more connected with nature. We're seeing the cause and effect of our actions. If you've seen the photographs of cities around the world that were plagued by smog, and smoke and other pollution and now because of the break that we're all taking from using normal vehicles and other smog producing mechanisms uh, suddenly nature has come down to uh, it's revitalized there are animals out and about waterways are clearer Um, it's amazing the effects of just taking some time away from normal activities so I hope that we'll continue to be conscious of our effect on the earth, but also our impact on each other, um, and the busyness that may have drawn us away from making relationships with people or doing what we really believe is important. And finally, a positive that has come out of this is a collective belief. We collectively are going through this experience as a society and as a global being. We have an impact on each other. We also are experiencing all of this separate, but as a group. So I think that collective experience is something that's going to continue to be very impactful in the years to come because we all have very distinct memories. And even as this quarantine um, ends and we go back to somewhat normal life, I hope that that will not stop us from seeing the impact of what we can do as a collaborative community. Now onto the not-so-nice things that I believe could happen after COVID-19 for business. The negatives. I'm a very analytical person, and I tend to take emotion out of decision-making, which might make some people uncomfortable. And this topic might make you uncomfortable, talking about what could go wrong and what impacts could have a terrible effect on your business or maybe even cause your business to fail. But 
the more realistic you can be about what's going wrong and the more conscious you are of those telling signs, the better equipped you'll be to make risk intelligent decisions about what to do moving forward. Whether it's adjusting things that are very uncomfortable or even deciding to close your business before it becomes even more uh, catastrophic. Whatever that decision may be, it's very important to be aware of it before you have to make that choice. So some negatives. The first thing I foresee as a negative impact that could continue for years to come is that we will see what's happening right now as a short-term experience. We will reduce the impact of the COVID-19 global pandemic as a blip on the screen, as a singular event. And we won't see how it's transcending the way we live, the way we connect, the way we communicate, the way we can improve what we're doing right now. I'm very nervous about all of the discussions I'm seeing on social media and in phone calls and other virtual meetings with the desire to go back to the way things were. All of us want to go back to what was happening before, but we can't. We can't return to what life was like before COVID-19. This experience is so profoundly impacting and it has the potential to go beyond what we were doing before, but only if we allow that to happen. So seeing the short term only is a negative that I think will keep a lot of business owners back from taking the time to really analyze what they could do differently and how they can adapt. And I think that's a dangerous thing. The second negative that I see is selfishness. I see this a lot. It's human nature. It's part of the way we are designed to do what's right for me and not think about others. Now, as a collective group, I think that we've done a wonderful job of trying to stem the tide of more infected people and, and illness. And, you know, we've tried to flatten the curve. I'm very, very proud of all of the healthcare workers, first responders, and other personnel that have made it possible for us to continue to have what we need and to take care of those who are ill in a pandemic. It's a very, very difficult thing to do, keeping a society together and serving the needs of the of those who have no other option. It's It's a wonderful thing. But we're also selfish beings. We want to take care of ourselves first. We want what's best for our families, and that's been pretty obvious here in the United States. Selfishness can definitely translate into other decisions that will make it very difficult for business owners to continue operating. As I talk a lot about in my blog series, um, the way that we see the world as a business owner really does impact the way the business works, the way it operates. Your personality traits, your perspective, your core beliefs, and the way that you design the culture in your business are going to all have a huge impact on how other people see you and your business, and also how they experience the services or products that you provide. So it's really good to do some self-evaluation as we have this kind of break from normal schedules to evaluate how you are perceiving this situation, how you are experiencing it, and even what you may be doing that isn't even that obvious to you. Um, maybe get some input from other people that you trust, Maybe work with a coach or someone that can help to analyze 
the way that you're presenting information, um, sometimes our deep-seated beliefs about things come out without us even realizing it. And sometimes those need adjusted. You know, if, if there's a belief that um, this whole situation is being handled wrong and you don't really respect the decision makers who are forcing businesses to stay closed, that's going to come out in how you present information to your customers and how you're going to put information out to the the world. So if you don't want that to be portrayed as a negative message, then it might be good for you to analyze how that marketing message is being created. So selfishness is also going to, I think, have a huge uh, role in the speed at which businesses go back to operating the way that they were before. Obviously, we want businesses to stay profitable, but I think that it's quite realistic uh, that many business owners are just going to return to what they were doing before, as I mentioned. Just go back to the way it was working and not consider all the ways that you could improve your processes. You can cut out a lot of things that were not serving your business well. Um, and this is the time to be creative. This is the time to innovate. There's so many things that you could do differently because you have a chance to analyze what you're doing and change it. The next negative that I see happening is a focus on surviving. With the millions of people who are losing their jobs or furloughed or have a decrease in income, that will greatly affect uh, the economy at large. It will continue to have an effect on many, many other industries beyond just the job that they were doing. And small business owners are also going to feel a huge weight of responsibility as they have to adjust their ability to serve customers. A lot of small businesses will need to close their doors. They will need to shut down. And I know that's not a popular thing to say, but it's realistic. It's just not possible for them to continue operating. And there is no magic bag of gold that's going to make it possible for them to keep doing that. I wish that every small business could continue to stay operational, but it's just not going to happen. So as unpopular as that point of view is, I still think that if you are close to the point of needing to close that you look at ways to adjust how you're solving problems for customers and how you're reaching them and truly look at how to cut everything else out except the few things you can do to solve their problems and to generate income without losing anything else. So cut out every single aspect of what you're doing that could be costing you money and not generating something and then focus just on adjusting the activities that bring in revenue. I know this sounds really simplistic, and sometimes the best answer is to go simple, but it doesn't come easy. It's not a simple solution to implement. It's easy to say it, not so easy to do. So I think um, in the survival negative, what could happen in the future is that a lot of people are going to continue spending either their personal budgets or their business budgets, continue spending like they were before, continue buying things, continue to act like everything will just pick right back up, and realistically it won't. It won't be back to where it was. We won't be generating as much money in most businesses. There will be a, a deficit in some cases. Um, and that's because companies that are not adjusting and adapting to the new market are going to be struggling to find a way through it. 
if they continue to do things the way that they've been doing all along and they don't adapt how they're doing it or how they're delivering services and products, customers are changing the way that they buy. So they may decide to purchase from someone else who's adapting to their needs. Some customers might choose not to use that service anymore. Um, And that's going to have a big impact on thousands and thousands of businesses across the country and the world. Tens of thousands of businesses. So survival is something that we have to do. It's instinctual. We want to work through problems and solve them. But this is the time to really analyze what's going well and how to continue to add value, even though your profit might be going down. Another negative, the final one for what I see happening after COVID-19, is a focus on the small-minded perspective. Looking at just the short term and just the small view that you may have, rather than seeing the overall, the big picture. I really hope that you don't go back to the way that you were doing business before. I really, really hope that you find inventive ways to overcome this. And you don't need to go backwards. You can find new ways of doing things. So this brings me to one of my favorite visual graphics, which I'll share on my website, laconticonsulting.com slash podcast. You'll find it there. There's a book called Managing Transitions, and there are several uh, versions of this book, several editions. I have all three. The third edition has some visual graphics that have been really, really useful. I was assigned to read this book for a course, and the author, William Bridges, PhD, is absolutely fantastic. What he writes is so interesting, and unfortunately he passed away a few years ago, but I would have loved to ask him more questions about this. Transitions are something that we all go through at various points in life. We go from being a child to being an adolescent to being an adult. We go through a change when we when we transition from a single status to relationship. When we go from having no children to having a first child. That's a huge transition, right? Um, Every transition starts with something that's known and comfortable somewhat, even if things are wrong. We still get comfortable with the way we do it. And what Dr. Bridges explains in his book is this process of going through a neutral zone. First, we have to end what we're doing now in order to move on to the new thing. We have to end it. There has to be a stopping point. Then we go through a neutral zone where things are unknown. And his visual is, imagine a square that really needs to, it has to turn into a circle. There's no other option. It must turn into a circle. So we could try to cut off the edges and force them in. We could try to uh, reform it by force. Or we could rip all the pieces of the square up and reform them into the shape of a circle. And I know I might be losing you here, but hear me out. So the square is the old way. And there's no possibility of continuing the old way. There are too many things that have shifted. There's a transition that needs to happen, and we may kick and scream our way through it, but it still has to happen. So I really love this analogy that we have to tear up our old way of doing things. We have to say goodbye to it. And that goodbye means that we have to grieve the loss of what we had all along. 
the loss of the way that we are comfortable doing it, the way that we understand, the way that we've had things set up that worked, and customers that would buy things that they understood the value and they were happy and we were happy, that may no longer be the case. So we could try to keep that square as long as possible, but the longer we hold on to the old way of doing things and the old thinking and we refuse to end it, the worse the process of transitioning. We'll basically be dragging ourselves through a transition that will force that into a circle. So instead, it's very painful and very hard, but you'll see so much better results if you tear apart the thinking of the old way and look at it as opportunities to make something better out of it. As humans, we really don't like unknowns. We don't like jumping off a cliff. I mean, there is a thrill to it, but there's also a huge amount of fear that we have to overcome to make that leap where there's an unknown, or there's a big chasm, and we don't know what's at the bottom. Right now, if your business is to survive, you're going to have to look at ways to transition into something that is unknown. Try things that are completely out of your comfort zone. And consider that this is the best opportunity to do that. It's almost like a, a great chance to see what else you can do to get outcomes from the business that you set up. And in a future episode, I'm going to talk about the option to quit. So adapting is something I'm talking about here, making adjustments, using what you have right now. But there's also the option to quit, to stop what you're doing, to close your business by choice, to decide that you'd rather do something completely different, and this is the time to do it. There is no shame in doing that. As long as you analyze and evaluate what you're doing and why, and you're not running away from something, but if you're doing it consciously, that is a very risk-intelligent decision as well. There's nothing wrong with shutting down a business on purpose if you know that you can't make it profitable with these changes. Okay, so we've talked about positives that came out of the COVID-19, or that I think will in the future. The negatives that I perceive could happen. And we've talked a bit about the loss and grief that can happen when we give up something that's known Next, I want to mention a few opportunities that I see in the future. I foresee that employees and employers will see benefits from flexible working options. And this is something I'm very excited about. I have a passion project for helping business owners to create an environment for their employees, especially for working moms, where they have accommodations to find a balance between work and family responsibilities. I'm especially passionate about allowing for breastfeeding and pumping at work, infant at work programs. I think that that, well, not just I think, a lot of businesses see value from providing options to working mothers when their babies are small. Um, so I think that now that employees are forced to work at home for the most part, and they can get just as much work done on conference calls and virtually as they could in an office, um, it could create a lot of really great opportunities for businesses to, to start adapting their work environments to make it more flexible and more accommodating. I think that would be fantastic. Another one is a renewed focus on family as a priority and not just as an afterthought. Most of the employees in this country and employers 
have been forced to be at home more. And as much as you might be getting tired of that, where it's not always the ideal location to do work, it's definitely caused us to have the fantastic option to be with our children and our family members more than ever before. I've seen some amazing things on social media of families doing board games and playing together and having creative outlets that they never did prior to this experience. I also see the opportunity for travel and new experiences. Once borders start to allow for travel back and forth, this um, kind of forced um, experience of being home is making most of us crave being outside our homes. We want to see what's out there. We, we are bottled up and we want to open the door wide. So I think that travel is actually going to become a very um, popular thing to do. Even for people who may not have traveled much, um, they will start to explore more places. I also see less reliance on consumerism and I'm hoping that will happen a lot more, but I expect that most people will go back to an old consumer behavior of purchasing. I've seen some articles that uh, that aren't quite as positive in their view that Americans especially will purchase more items to self-soothe and they will be tempted through a tremendous amount of marketing that most businesses are going to do to bring people back into a consumer mindset of um, having more material things rather than experiences. But I hope that individuals will be smart enough to not spend their money on things but instead focus more on experiences because now they see how important that has been as we've all been on lockdown. I also think there, I foresee an opportunity to return to our roots, to have a renewed interest in genealogy, in old-fashioned crafts and craft-making, um, maker activities, and methods that are long gone or that have been kind of pushed to the side. I think we will appreciate the um, things that our forefathers did. Planting gardens, making things from scratch, creating things by hand, um, the importance of trades and craft. Um, and I think uh, that would be a wonderful change in the societal focus that we've had on technology. As wonderful as that is, there's still some things that must be done by hand. And it would be a real shame to lose those. So this this experience could bring that back to the forefront. Also starting over, I think a lot of people are going to try new careers and go back to school and move to new places. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for that to happen. Finally, threats. There's some problems that I foresee happening in the future after COVID-19. First of all, obviously we're seeing a trend already in job loss, businesses closing, economic pressure, Things that are not very, very positive. They're, they're actually quite horrible. But I think that this could position us to make thoughtful change. Especially if you have, well, all of us have options. I was going to say if you have options, but we all do. Even if it doesn't seem like we do. There are always options. There are always different aspects of what we can do with our time, money, resources to make a change. So this is the time to make a change. If you've always wanted to get out of your career, this is the time to do it. I would just really caution you to do a lot of research, to not get an education 
or not get sucked into an opportunity that will cost a lot more money than what you can earn after. I've made that mistake myself in an educational program that was not worth the money I spent. And I've also done the same with multi-level marketing schemes that promised to have this great outcome and it ended up being a big waste of money because multi-level marketing is not set up to help you win. Just as an aside, if you want to read more about that, I have a lot to say on my website, laconticonsulted.com slash MLM. But you can find more information also on anti-MLM movement. There's so much great information about the dangers of companies that prey on vulnerable people. Another threat is the tremendous number of foreclosures, evictions, bankruptcies that will happen in the wake of this experience. Divorce, domestic violence, abuse. I think there will be a huge increase, we're already seeing it, of mental health crisis and suicide. So we need to prepare for that. We need to support people during this. Um, as an employer, if you have a business with employees, please, please look into options to support your employees during this phase and to not leave them on the side of the road. Please consider the emotional impact this is having on them and be patient. And if you're looking to employ someone, please consider the situation they're in, that they may not be able to have the flexibility they did before because of other situations going on at home. Um, this is such a good time to be empathetic to the struggles of others. The final thread I see is a continued reliance on unsafely produced goods. There's a lot more I could say about this, but let's just summarize it with um, next time you walk into a store with cheaply made products, look around and think of what will happen in a year. Most of those items are probably going to be thrown in the garbage and sent to a landfill. Again, very hot topic issue, but it would be so great if we could avoid relying on products that are cheaply made from resources that are non-renewable. And instead, if as a society, and even as a global force, we start to invest in items that have a longer duration of use. Well, that's it for this episode of What's Wrong With Your Business? If you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming episode, just go to the Anchor app or visit my website, laconticonsulting.com slash podcast. That's L-A-C-O-N-T-E consulting. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes as we answer the question, what's wrong with your business? Here's to your success. Thank you.